Okay, this, uh, today we're going to talk about being mevakish tzrochem on Shabbos, being bakashos on Shabbos, asking for things from HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Shabbos. I think this uh, topic was suggested um, by our old friend Mayor Solomon, Camp Kaley, uh, Kaley Masmidim alumnus. So, uh, so we're going to discuss the, 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 what exactly the issue is, what the issue is. As far as I am aware, there's nowhere in Talmud Bavli that says that a person is not allowed to be mevakish tzrochem on Shabbos, that a person is not allowed to ask Hashem for personal requests, personal on Shabbos. However, in Talmud Yerushalmi, in the 15th parak of Mesecha Shabbos, Halach Gimel, Yerushalmi, which is quoted in Tosos of Mesecha Shabbos, in Afnan Chesim Beis, it's also quoted in the Torah, in Archaim Simkov Peches, says that a person is not allowed to ask for Bakashos on Shabbos. And most famously, the uh, application of this is what the Medrash Tanchuma writes in Parshas Vayera, that that's why we skip the middle brachos of Shmon Esrei on Shabbos. That's why there are only seven brachos in the uh, Shmon Esrei on Shabbos. Shabbos, because we can't have all of the middle brachos because they all ask for bakashos. Notably, that is not what the Talmud Babli says. The Talmud Babli says the reason we skip all the middle brachos in brachos tafchaf alif is that it would be too much of a tircha to have such a long shmanasre on Shabbos, so we try to shorten tefillah, not to be matriach people on, uh, on Shabbos. Now, the idea, though, even though it is not mentioned in Talmud Babli, the idea that we're now allowed to be is mentioned in five different places in the Mishnah Brura, in a variety of context, the Mishaburin Simkof Pechas contest, in the context of uh, the Shulchan Aruch saying that you're supposed to keep the Nusach of the Bracha of Boni Yerushalayim benching exactly the same, even though there seems to be a Bakasha in that Nusach of Bracha, you're supposed to keep that Nusach on Shabbos. Mishabur discusses why you're allowed to do that. Ah, you're not allowed to ask for Bakashas on Shabbos. Mishabur in Simreish Pechasiv Kanchav Beis talks about saying, Anenu, when you fast the Tainus Chalom on Shabbos, I a Bakasha, so he talks about that as well. Mishabur in Reish Sadi Dalid Siif Katan Beis explains that we say Havdalah specifically in Shvaneshra in the bracha of Chonin Adas because that's when we first start our bakashos and you can't ask for bakashos on Shabbos so you have to make sure Shabbos ends before you get into your bakashos how do you make sure Shabbos ends? you say Abdullah and then you can go right into all of the middle brachos of Shemana Esrei in Tav Kuf Peidalit Sivkat and Beis Mishpur explains that we don't say Avinu Malkeinu when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos because it's a bakasha so we're not allowed to have bakashos on Shabbos in Tav Reish Chav Beis Sivkat Nyan Gimel Mishpur says that Ash don't say Tzidkascha or Avinu Malkeinu even when Yom Kippur falls on Shabbos, also relating to the Isra of Bakashos. So, the, 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 so on, the, on, on the one hand, it's not mentioned in the Talmud Bavli. On the other hand, it is mentioned in Yerushalmi, it's mentioned in Tosos, and Mishmur quotes it all over the place. So it seems to be a serious issue. However, in the Chuvas Torah Lishma, Simon Kuf Gimel, he, he was asked whether a person is called an avarian. You walk into a shul and you see a guy pouring his heart out to the Ribbonah Shalom asking for all of his trachim. You say, oh, that guy's an avarian, right? Are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to call the guy an avarian? That was the shayla. So the Chuvas Torah Lishma suggests that it's only Amidas Chasidus. He says, you know, sometimes Chazal will use the term Asr even though they're only describing Amidas Chasidus and not describing something that's really technically Asr. <coughs> for example, he says, Chazal tell us, Asul Asul Shutfusim Agai, you're not allowed to make a partnership with a guy. It's not really Asr, it's a Midas Chasidus, but he still concludes that you're probably allowed to call the guy a Navarian based on the several Rishonim in the first parak of uh, Mesech Savod Zara, where they, uh, actually several Rishonim, um, in, uh, where, where, in, in, according to Rabbi Rabbein Yeruchim, that, uh, that, that even someone who's Mamalis of Piv, Schot Piv, Bolamazeh, is also an overall Takanas Chacham, even though that's 
that's only a midas chasidus. Okay, why is it us? It's in Bakish Shachal and Shabbos. What's so terrible about asking Hashem for things that you need? So there are two basic interpretations, both quoted by the Korban Eidah, which is one of the commentaries on the side of Yerushalmi. The Korban Eidah writes on the Yerushalmi and Shabbos that part of Onik Shabbos is to feel that that you've already taken care of everything that you need to during the week and that you don't have any needs right now, that, that you're, you're benachas, that everything is uh, taken care of. So when you're asking for trachim, that's your way of expressing that things are not taken care of, that you are lacking, that you did not leave the week aside. And therefore it's a chisarun in Onik Shabbos, not in the sense that it's going to worry you, but just in the sense that it's more like a daber davar kind of thing, that you're not allowed to speak on Shabbos the way you speak during the week, and you're speaking about needs that are not really for now. The second interpretation of the Karbaneda is that no, it will really get into your head, you'll be very worried, you're going to be asking for Rafua and for Parnasa, and that's, that's going to cause you to think about the fact that you don't have Rafua and Parnasa and all the other things that people are Mavakish about, and that would be uh, a, a problem in terms of one's mindset on Shabbos. So I was just with Rav Shechter last week and someone asked him if he would be willing to go to, uh, to Camp Simcha for a Shabbos. And he, uh, he's going, but he said he was worried about what kind of Onik Shabbos he's going to have. What does he mean he's worried about what kind of Onik Shabbos he's going to have? That he, he's going to cry the entire time. He's just going to be looking around crying the, the, the entire time. When a person has Da'agos on, uh, on his mind, that would be Chisarun in Onik Shabbos. I don't think he realizes just how happy a place it is. He probably won't be crying the entire time. He'll probably be uh, overjoyed at seeing the, the joy of the place. But okay, the uh, the carbon, so the the Beis Yosef in his Shuvas Afkas Rochel Simin Yigimel explains that when Rashi and the Ran say that when you're being mevaker chola on Shabbos, they say that you're not allowed to daven for them so that you won't be mitzta'er. Why don't they just say that you're not allowed to daven for them so that, because you're not allowed to be mevakish strachav on Shabbos? So that's what Shuvas Afkas Rochel Beis Yosef says. It's the same thing. So that you don't be mitzta'er is the isra being mevakish strachav. The isra being mevakish strachav is that it's going to cause Yitzar, meaning highlighting this idea of the Karban Eida. In the Tshubas Torah L'Shema, Simon Kuf Gimel, he understands that the Daga is only going to happen if it's a tefillah that you're not accustomed to saying all the time. But if it's a tefillah that you already say by rote, so you're not going to get all uh, caught up, you're not going to have so many Daagos from saying such a tefillah. Okay, what are the leniencies? When are you allowed to be Mvakish Sochem and Shabbos? So I found in Postgum a collection of perhaps seven different kulas that uh, where you're allowed to be Mvakish Sochem and Shabbos. No Number one, the uh, the Mishabur writes in Reish Pechas Sivkatan Chav Beis that you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to be mivakish for ruchnius type of things. It's only he says the Eino Asher Shel Strachavel Kishmivakish Al Chali or Parnasa. You're asking for illness uh, or for Parnas. V'domelo Yesh Tsar Lefana Avol Charotas Avonos Tov Lomar Bechal Yom. But if you're expressing regret over sin and you're asking Hashem for Slich and Mechila Kapara, that you should do that every day. Kivan Shaino Belashan Vidoy, as long as it's not a Lashan Vidoy, that's perfectly uh, that's that's perfectly fine. In the Chuvas Az Nidbru, Khelikidal Sim Khav Gimel, and in Derek Sikha, Khelikalf, Pedre Samachtas and Ayn Raish, um they both are machmer, both of Chaim Kanyevsky and Rabbi Yamin Zilber are machmer even about being Mavakish from Ruchnium, but that doesn't seem to be the accepted opinion. The accepted opinion, which is mentioned by the Mishmura and the Shulchan Rav and Raish Pechasivchas, and by the Raish's Chachma, and by uh Ravel 
Yashiv in Asher Yish, Chelech Beis, page Kuv Zayin, Sif Lamed Alf, and Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach, and Halich Shlomo Chelech Alf, Perik Yud Alf, Sif Yud Alf, is that you're allowed to be Mavakish for Dvarim Ruchniyim. It is a little bit strange that Rav Shlomo Zalman, in Halich Shlomo, Perik Yud Zayin, Ha'ara, footnote number 31, says that when Tu Bishvat falls on Shabbos, and you want to daven, there's apparently a thing that you daven for an Esrog, for a good Esrog that year, when uh, when it's on Tu Bishvat. So what if Tu Bishvat falls on Shabbos? Can you daven for a get, good Esrog? Rosh Hashanah says, only be here. But you're not allowed to say the words that you're asking for a good Esrog, because you're not allowed to be Mavachich Shracha. It's a little bit interesting, because Rosh Hashanah himself says that you're allowed to ask for Dvarim Ruchniyim on Shabbos. And here he says, but only be here when you're asking for an Esrog. What's the Raya uh, that you're allowed to ask for Dvarim Ruchniyim on Shabbos? So Mishabura says in Reish Samachimel, Sivkat and Beis, that when a woman davens, uh, when a woman lights candles, she should daven for children who are Me'irim Betorah. Right after lighting candles, she should daven for children who are going to be Tamir Chamin. The moment she lights candles, she's already been Mekabal Shabbos. So on Shabbos, how is she allowed to be Mevakesh Srachim? So it seems to be a raya that since what she's asking for is a davar ruchni, it's mutter to be mivachis shachim for a davar ruchni. However, it's not necessarily so clear that that's a raya. In the chuvas ateres paz chelak alef krach beis yaradeya haaros simen beis haarazayin. Okay, we'll get all that later. Rejects this proof based on the ran in Rosh Hashanah daf lamed beis. The ran says that even though we can't say avinu malkenu when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos, we can say avinu malkenu when Yom Kippur falls. On Shabbos, why? Ah, it's either a, it's a being mivakish shachim or it's not. Says the Ran that since it's such an an ace ratzon on Yom Kippur, it's such a, an important time. Imlo achshav emasai. That there are certain times where it's just so important that we ignore the Yisrael being vachis because you just need to do it because it's such an important time. So says the Ataris Paz, maybe you could say the same thing about every time a woman lights candles. That imlo achshav emasai. It's such an ace ratzon when a woman lights candles because Gemara tells us that Azar Biner, Havilo Baram Tamidechachamim, that lighting candles is a school of for Baram Tamidechachamim, that she just can't pass up the opportunity. So maybe that's the reason that she's allowed. Not because it's Dover Ruchni, but because it's something that if she doesn't do it right now, you know, that's what the Ataris Paz says. Maybe that's why the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippurim, when he leaves the Kodesh HaKadoshim, according to the Mishnah, the fifth part of Yuma, is allowed to be Mavakesh, the Tzrachim of Kal Yisrael, because it's such a critical time. That's why he says, according to the Chuvist Tfila Lemosha, Chelek Beis, Simon Aldif, you're allowed to do Bakashos during Tashlich. Yeah, but Tashlich is such an important time, apparently, according to that way of thinking, or to be mevakish in atzlacha in Torah, on Simchas Torah, that all of these times, it's a unique time to dafka be mevakish for these things, so maybe that is the real exception, not because it's a davar ruchni. In Shuvah's Ruva Safrayim, Chelik Vav Sim Kof Lamed, he suggests that if a woman, when a woman davens for, uh, children, for her children to be Tamil Chavim, she should make it tonight when she lights the candles that her Kabbalah Shabbos should only be chal once the tefillah is over. An unusual chumrah. I don't think anyone is no- normally machmir like that. Okay, so so far we have two exceptions to the rule. One is the potential exception that if it's a Dover Ruchni, that it's a spiritual thing. Second exception to the rule, if it's something that, that's, that's, that's time sensitive, that here you have a critical moment where this is an Ace Ratzon, this is a time to daven for it. A third exception to the rule, in the Mishabur and in the Chubas Nishmas Chaim Simchat Gimel, when it, it's a set Nusach Bracha, like Rachim in Boni Yerushalayim, it's not a problem. That's why we don't change the Nusach of the Bracha of Boni Yerushalayim 
Yomayim on Shabbos. The Chuvas Rivash and Simtav Kuf Yudbeis explains that we're not allowed to be Mishanim at Beish. You can't change the Nusach of a Bracha, so that's why we keep it consistent even on Shabbos. Or it could be that since you say it all the time, it's not going to be something that's going to upset you. It's not going to be something that's going to bother you because you say it every day. So when it's a set Nusach Bracha, you're allowed to do the Mishabur as a Chiddush. He says not only by Brachos. He says, and the same is true for all the Harachamans in Benjamin, that you're permitted to say the Harachamans on Shabbos. Why are you permitted to say the Harachamans on Shabbos? Because it's a set nusach that you say all the time. That's debatable. One could argue, yeah, but it's not a bracha. It's not, so it's not Mishan Matbeah Shetavacham Bebrachos. Or you could say, no, it's just not going to bother you. It's not going to cause daga, so it should not be a problem. In Shuvah's Rivos, Ephraim Chelek Vav, Simon Kovlamid, Ephraim Greenblatt points out that the Hiratsam by the Birch Sachodesh also asks for Chaim Shal Parnasa. Chaim Shal Parnasa is a being Mavachish Strachat. Why is that allowed? Because it's a Tefillah Kavua. It's a set basic Nusach that you're allowed to keep. And similarly, in Avkas Rochel, Beis Yosef, in Simon Yu Gimel, the Shuvah's Avkas Rochel, he points out that the, the middle Brachos of Shemana Esrei, according to, like we said before, according to the Gemara Brachos, why are we not allowed to say them in Shabbos? Too much of a Tircha to say them on Shabbos. Say better. Say that you're not allowed to say them on Shabbos because you're not allowed to be on Shabbos. So says Beis Yosef, that would not be a violation of Mavakish Shabbos on Shabbos because they are a set Nusach that we say all the time. And any time it's a set Nusach, you're allowed to say it. And that might also be why uh, many hold you're allowed to say Berch Shemei on Shabbos, even though it also has that passage of the Zohar also has Makash Shachim because it is a set standard Nusach. A fourth Kula, when it is primarily Primarily a vidui or a longer tefillah, and it just happens to include some elements of bakashos, like shetatzilein rayom b'chol yom me'azei panam me'azos panam. All of that, chuvas mara min simin pezayin says that would be mutter. A fifth exception, the chuvas Torah l'shma simin kuv gimel says, what if by being mevakish strachav it is therapeutic for you? A person is. It's not that he's not going to have any diagnosis if he's not mevakish strachav. If he's if he's not his head is going to be going crazy all day. He's going to be sad and anxious and whatever. And the way he deals with it is by reaching out in tefillah to the Rebbe Shalom. And that actually puts him at ease. So says the Torah Lashma, then it's mutter. He says, The crying out is going to cause his daga and sire to be tamed a little bit. Oneg. It becomes an oneg for him. He says, ace. You have to be honest about this. What's really beneficial for your mindset and what's going to make you more aggravated or more uh, more upset. A sixth potential kula. The Chuvas Rabbi Stern from Australia has a major chiddish in the context of a shaila about saying tefillah sederich. If you have to travel somewhere dangerous on Shabbos, right? Let's say you have to. Uh, there's an emergency or something. So do you say tefillah sederich? He says, you know, it only applies, this is sort of being Vakishrachov, only applies to those things that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, that you're not allowed to actually take care of on Shabbos. I mean, what are you in Vakish? For Parnasa? Well, you're not allowed to make Parnasa on Shabbos. You're going to be in Vakish for Rafua? Rafua is Asr on Shabbos. But is all Rafua Asr on Shabbos? Right? There is a Xerim, Shumshrika Sadmanim, you're not allowed to take medication. What if it's a Cholashish Pasakana? So it's absolutely Mutter on Shabbos. So that's why he says you're allowed to be Mavakish for a Cholashish Pasakana. Anything that you're allowed to do on Shabbos, you could be mevakish for on uh, on Shabbos. That certainly would explain why Dvarim Ruchniim would be uh, would be mutter because that's certainly something you're allowed to do on Shabbos. Then Rav Stern has another kula. He says maybe it's only usher to ask for those.
those tzrachim that you're able to ask for after Shabbos, but instead you're choosing to ask for them on Shabbos. But if something is time-sensitive where you need it now, and you're not going to be able to ask for it after Shabbos, like a tefillah haderech, where you're traveling now, you're not going to be traveling after Shabbos, maybe that you're allowed to be mevachish tzrachim. And then a final kula mentioned by Ravad Yosef in Yechav Das Chelek Al Nun Dalid is that you're allowed to ask for Tzorchei Rabbim on Shabbos. Of course, from the Rashba and the Me'iri explain why you're allowed to say Zachreinu L'chayim in, in the first three brachos of Shemona Esrei, even though the Gemara and Brachos Dav Lamedal says that you're, shoals, you're not allowed to be Shoal Tzrachav Begimel Rishonos or Begimel Achronos. So how can you say Zachreinu L'chayim? Isn't that being Shoal Tzrachav? No, you're not asking for you. You're asking for Klal Yisrael. And when you ask for Klal Yisrael, that's going to be okay. So just, uh, uh, those are the, the, the major uh, Hetevim. But a couple of, uh, two more points to make. One is, what about a Mishaberach Lecholim? It seems to be a fairly widespread custom in shuls that they say a Mishaberach Lecholim on Shabbos. Isn't that exactly the violation of being Mavakish Strachav on Shabbos? So it seems to be a machlokas whether in fact you're allowed to say a Mishaberach Lecholim, because it does in fact ask for a refuah for the uh, for the person who is uh, who is sick in the Chuvas Afkas Rochel Simin Yeralif he suggests that if the chol is not in front of you it's not going to be so aggravating and 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 therefore maybe it's going to be mutter if he's not right there. However, the Shulchan Aruch Harav in Simin Reish Peches Siif Tes the Shelis Yaivitz Rabbi Yaakov Emden in Simin Samach let's say basically. Ein hachinami. You're not allowed to say mishaberach v'cholim on Shabbos. That you're not allowed to ask for refuah on Shabbos. What do we do? So we do it, but we follow what the Magen Avram writes. Magen Avram, Reish Pechas, Sivkat Yedalid says you just sort of have to acknowledge that you're not allowed to do this on Shabbos. You do it, and then you acknowledge at the end. And somehow that like uh, makes it okay. I'm not exactly sure of the mechanism that uh, allows for that, but he says well, as long as you acknowledge Shabbos Yimilizok, says that that's a kula. That seems to be the prevalent uh, minhag. In fact, saying a mishaberach for cholim dafka around the time of Kriyasa Torah is like a skula nifla'a. You know, the Orach Hashulchan writes in Yerodea in Simon Shinlam and Hey Sif Yudveis that someone who has a cholim betoch so should go to a chacham to mivakish rachamim. And he says, "V'chein nagul levarich hascholim beisaknes b'shas kriyas haTorah da az rachamim misorer." That it's a time that there's unique rachamei shemayim. So it might fit into one of our other kulas that when it's a time of unique, you know, special ace uh, rotzon. So then you're allowed to be mivakish rachav. So it could be that mishaberach lecholim would fit that category. One thing that's confusing, though, and this is the last point we'll discuss, is what about yant. Are you allowed to be in Vakish Shachem and Yantif or are you not allowed to be in Vakish Shachem and Yantif? So, uh, on, on the one hand, it would seem that they're not exactly the same, Yantif and Shabbos, but it does seem that there is some issue on Yantif. The Magen Avram in Simon Kuf Chav Ches, Sivkatan Ayin, points out that the minig of Ashkenazim outside of Eretz Yisrael is that we only duchen on Yantif. We only do Birch's Kohanim on Yantif. What about when Yantif falls on Shabbos? So, Magen Avram says that in some places the minig is 
is no duchning when Yantav falls on Shabbos. Why? Because the minig is that during duchning we, we say a tefillah for our chalomos, which is bakasha srachim. And we're afraid that if we do birchas kohanim on Shabbos, people are going to say that tefillah. They'll be mevakesh srachim on Shabbos, and you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to be mevakesh srachim on, on Shabbos. But on Yantav, apparently, there's no problem, because we always do on Yantav. So apparently, you see, the Magad Ram is not, not as concerned on Yantiv as he is on Shabbos. And we find in, in several other examples of that as well. We, we don't say Avinu Malkainu on Rosh Hashanah when it falls on Shabbos. What about Rosh Hashanah when it falls on Rosh Hashanah? Right? When Rosh Hashanah falls on Yantiv, which is uh, always, we do say Avinu Malkainu. Ah, but apparently there is some give when it comes to, to Yantiv. You know, or, or also the, the fact that we don't uh, say Yudgim Umidos when we take out the Sefer Torah on Shabbos, but we do on Yantif. Why? Because Yantif apparently is different from Shabbos. However, the simple reading, Shulchan Aruch in Simen Tav Kuf Ayin Vav Sif Yud Beis writes, O Bekal Makom Ein Misanim Velo Zoakim Velo Matrim Paraphrasing Gemara Mesachas Tainis that the issue of causing da'aga and of being ma'orer, a sense of tsar, is an issue both on Shabbos and Yantav. It could be that this is a function of the difference between oneg versus simcha. The primary mitzvah of Shabbos is oneg Shabbos. The mitzvah of Yantav is simchas Yantav. So it could be the threshold of what's, what's called a violation of oneg is different than the threshold of what's going to be a violation of simcha. So while there isn't the same bakasha strachim, isr bakasha strachim and yantiv that there is on Shabbos, there's some level of isr bakasha strachim because we can't cause ourselves the amount of tsar that's going to stir our simcha. But on Shabbos has to be more than that. We can't even cause ourselves the amount of tsar that's going to cause us a lack of oneg on Shabbos. So this is a little bit about the issues of uh, bakasha strachim on, uh, on Shabbos and yantiv, and we will leave it at that.